0: You have arrived at the destination for education and entertainment, WebmasterRadio.fm. Because not everyone's last name is Gates. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Stand by for the hook.
1: Welcome to The Hook with Katie Kempner, Vice President of Agency Communications at Crispin Porter and Bogusky, the most awarded advertising agency in the world, every Tuesday at the intersection of advertising and PR. The Hook, where Katie talks with advertising visionaries, top journalists, cutting-edge creatives, authors, and PR gurus. Hear what these industry insiders have to say about the changing landscape of advertising and PR today. Now, here's your host, Katie Kempner. Hello, I'm Katie Kempner. Today is Tuesday, May 29th, and you are listening to The Hooks, where each week I talk to advertising, branding, and public relations insiders who are both leading and covering the industry. Hopefully, by listening to these thought leaders, you'll find inspiration and new ideas and uh, have some fun along the way. So today is a very exciting and timely show because it's all about the Cannes International Advertising Festival, which is definitely considered to be the premier advertising award show in the world. Winning a Lion at Cannes for the two people out there that don't know about it already is a huge honor and the Grand Prix, well, it really doesn't get any better than that. Today, my friend Susan Lilly is here from USHA and the Cannes Festival to talk with us and tell us all about Cannes. Hello, Susan.
2: Hello there, Katie. How are you? Good. I really appreciate you taking the time because I know that you know you've, you're you're always busy, and now you're really amping up to get ready. Yes, I'm. I'm in can craziness, as we like to say here. <laughs> so now, I when you were on last year, I asked you the same question, and
1: we're just going to do it right from the beginning. It's can, right? It is not con or cans or if you want to be sophisticated and know and sound like
2: you know what you're talking about, you got to say can. You have to say can, just like this, the Campbell Soup can. Don't pronounce the S, and don't call it con. And if your grandmother starts saying that it has to be con, she's actually wrong. So she any French wrong. person that you talk to, it's can.
1: It's can. So if you want to be in the know, people in advertising or anyone else, when you're talking about it, you just say can. Right. So... Now that we have that cleared up,
2: thanks for coming. Oh, it's my pleasure. <laughs> we're, uh, we're just three weeks away, and it is an exciting international advertising competition that's just just being he- or is going to be held just where the film festival uh, ended the other day. So we're in the same Palais de Festival that you saw all the Hollywood uh, starlets coming down that uh, red carpet. We'll be doing the same. <laughs>
1: Let me. Maybe you can explain, because I think sometimes people are a little confused. What exactly is USA Today's role in the
2: festival? Okay. Uh, the festival, the advertising festival, is now going into its 54th year. So it's been around a very, very long time. And for the last 20-plus years, there's been a system in place uh, that the original owner of the festival, Roger Hatchwell, put in place, thinking that it would be uh, kind of a brilliant idea to have these representatives in countries around the world that were basically his marketing and PR team um, to facilitate entries and people uh, coming to the festival. So uh, all mm-hmm. of the reps, and now there are, I think, in excess of 40 reps around the world, but in major countries such as the U.S., Germany, Britain, France, uh, there's now reps in Korea and Japan and um, uh, Eastern Europe. So all of all of these reps Uh, work uh, in their own countries to help people make uh, entries to all of the now 10 competitions that will be going on in Cannes in 2007, and also uh, helping to uh, have people from their advertising marketing industries attend the festival. So we're here to answer questions, solve problems, and make it easier uh, for everybody to uh, enter and enjoy the festival.
1: And is it usually
2: newspapers, or is it different in each country? Well, it's different in each country. The original group of people who started 50-plus years ago um, this CAN Advertising Festival were actually a group of people who worked just in the cinema advertising business. And so the original core group of 10 or 15 uh, representatives around the world were actually cinema advertising um, Companies. And then, uh, about 10 years ago, it started to expand off of that small base of cinema people into mm-hmm. uh, broader platforms. And both in Brazil and in Mexico, the national newspaper is the rep firm uh, for, uh, for the Cannes Advertising Festival. Uh, prior to USA Today, when we took it over in 2000, it was actually uh, the Screen Vision Cinema Network Company, which was one of those original cinema uh, companies. Uh, so it's kind of a cross-section all, uh, all across the, Europe, the world. We have different people, but they are advertising media-related companies that see uh, a good reason for an alliance with this very uh, popular and, and very prestigious international competition. So now I guess the question is,
1: I mean, whoever you ask when it gets time to, for Cannes, they're all like, oh, you know, I need to get Susan Lilly on the phone. Do you know Susan Lilly? Is there any way you can get in touch with Susan <laughs> Lilly? Everybody wants to reach you. What right. exactly is your role within all this?
2: Well, people say to me, you know, what, what a great job. You work on this Cannes Advertising Festival and you get to go to Cannes for nine days and, <laughs> and do all these things. And you and I know that we both really have to work in Cannes um, so that uh, it is a great venue and it is terrific but uh, basically I am the marketing manager for uh, the can program here at USA Today. It is a mm-hmm. full-time job um, and I work the first six months of the year from January to June working up to this June festival and getting things ready. We do seven days of entertaining uh, for USA Today management there in Can, and, and are really worrying about all our judges and, and all our entries in Can. But then after the festival is over, over, I spend July through December putting together shows and uh, an advertising journal that highlights all of the American winners, and we basically take it on the road here in the States and make it available to all the people that really, within local advertising clubs, within advertising marketing communities in in major cities, um, we we show them and make the winners uh, available. So there's a whole program of things that go on in addition to actually making presentations to the winning agents. Agencies will come in. We've had a lot of fun in the last couple of years coming in and, and bringing a lot of canned lions to Crispin porter Burguski and having a nice <laughs> party uh, uh, in your agencies. So we hope we get to do that again this year. But that's that's a whole program, and that's really what I do um Full time here at USA Today. I don't have other responsibilities. Um, they're not having me write a column about anything. I
1: thought lately. you were going to say that you spent through July through December decompressing.
2: Right. What you no, they, be able to no. Do. It actually, in in reality, the July through November time frame is more uh, hectic and, and busier for me than going into this Can Festival because uh, there's just so many different uh, projects that we have that go on uh, in the fall uh, that's Can related. And so
1: well we certainly hope that you can come back and we can have another party. And so that really and that really is on the one hand, when you go around from July through December, it's to congratulate the people that have won and also to drum up more interest for the festival for the following year.
2: Exactly. I mean, as you said, uh, I think, in your opening remarks, um, if you talk to anyone in the creative uh, industry here in the States or anywhere around the world, all of the creative, the copywriters, the uh, senior management, they are all looking for Can Lion, those Can Lion awards to be on their desks and in their uh, in their, um kind of trophy cases, et cetera. So it's a huge honor. It's a, it's, it's really wonderful for people to win, and they like to celebrate that. And when you see, uh, it doesn't, uh, every time that I go in and present uh, a Lion awards to agencies who've won, and maybe they've won a bronze and they've won a silver, the chief creative officer or the creative director of that agency will get up and say, okay, next year we're going to bring more home uh, to this agency, and next year we're going to bring a gold. We're not, you know, it's great that you guys won a bronze, it's great that we have a silver, but we really are looking for the gold. And so it's, it's really um, uh, important for these uh, agencies to, uh, to bring in uh, this recognition to uh, their clients and their creative departments. And so they're always striving to, to get more, more awards. And uh, uh, it's not just the Can show, but uh, the other shows, but really, the Can Lion is, is the premier award for people to win.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, you're right. There's no question about it. And, and that is the case everywhere around the world in advertising. And, and I'm curious, I mean, you spend so much time with it. Why do you think that this particular festival, of all the ones that are out there, and there are other ones that are very prestigious, the DNADs are very prestigious, the one shows in London, the one show here in the U.S. is very prestigious. But what is it about? the Cannes International Advertising Festival that, has, that gives it the cachet that it has?
2: I think um, they've really developed it into um, a real bona fide international competition. Uh, mm-hmm. On all of these juries, you have anywhere between 15 and 22 people on these juries. Usually there is uh, one, maybe two Americans on the jury. You're sitting there with 20 of your senior, senior colleagues around the world uh, who have uh, equally as good credentials as as you and you're uh you're judging on site so that it's uh it's not something where they go away and go off to a wonderful island and judge or or, or go online and, and judge uh or come in with a book and they judge. They're all sitting in the same room. They're having these discussions. It's it's really um Critical for them to select the best of the best. So there's a, a lot of pressure on these CAN juries to really look for excellence, to really set the bar high, and uh, for people to win in CAN, they know that they're being recognized. Worldwide, and that uh, it's it's a very kind of unbiased, very free uh, jury system that works and can uh, that it doesn't really happen anywhere else, from what I can see. Uh, so it's really um, it's really the level of of excellence that they've established over the years. I want to ask you something else, Susan. There, there. Last year, a lot of
1: clients came, and there was a lot of buzz among among everybody. You know, was it some people didn't like the fact that clients were there because they thought this should just be for advertising people and some people felt that was a good thing. What, what is your take on that and are you expecting to see more clients this year?
2: Well, um, I do think that it is a change that's happened uh, over the last couple of years. It started basically with the chief marketing officer from Procter & Gamble saying that he, um, if he was going to ask his agencies and his brand people to make better choices and make better decisions on creative, then his brand people who are quite young and, and new to the business needed to understand and recognize terrific creative. And he brought a whole group of people, 40 plus, that first year into Cannes to really... Experience the Cannes Festival, he said, well, the best creative that you see is in in Cannes, and so we have to take our people there. They have consistently brought people in uh, from Procter & Gamble, and this year, uh, I think we actually have about 10 or 12 people coming from the Cincinnati P and G office, but there are uh, probably another twenty or thirty coming from P and J offices around the world. So um, they will be there. Um, there, that created a big buzz when Proctor. Whenever Proctor says that they're going to do something, uh, a lot of people kind of follow suit. And for the next couple of years, they we did have quite an influx of, of clients, especially uh, from the U.S. who had not gone before. Uh, in looking at the delegate list for this June, uh, I think there's actually a few less clients are uh, coming but they're different clients um you know, uh, I think once people come in and they get um, the the understanding of what's happening in CAN, uh, they take that away and then they assimilate it through their, their own management. And so each year we, we seem to see uh, a few different clients coming in, and I think that's mm-hmm. going to be the case this year. But there are also a lot of international clients, a lot of uh, companies from Europe and from South America and probably even Asia will be coming in to CAN, um, and it's I think it's a good good thing. I think that um, even though the agency people might grumble and and talk that it's it's not the same anymore, whenever you have a client that comes in and takes a real vested interest in in good creative product and how creative um, is changing throughout the world and seeing uh, how things are done in other countries and other areas, um, it's got to be good for for the whole creative process. And I think that agencies just have to get over the fact that they're you know that they have to entertain their clients and can as well as everywhere else now. So. Uh, they have to take, you know, they have to take uh, these clients uh, seriously and and, uh, and uh, work with them.
1: I mean, it's it, it's their work, right? So, I it's mean, their the work. client, you it's know, their work.
2: they, should, right. they and, should get to and, be there to share the glory. Right. And that the fact that they are, are taking more of an interest in, and trying to understand how the creative process works and, and how to get, uh, and find and develop better creative is going to be better for everybody across the board, both the agency people as well as the clients, because you're, you're getting the message out more effectively.
1: Now, there had been talk in the past, especially with a new owner, which I want to talk about, that, that the festival would move out of Cannes. Is that true? They would lose what? That, that they
2: would move out of Cannes, that eventually oh, the festival
1: Cannes. would go somewhere else, maybe Madrid right. or somewhere else.
2: Right. Um, there's always been rumors of that. I mean, we all know uh, that the festival has grown so large now. There are, are probably uh, between seven and 8,000 advertising, marketing delegates who come into Cannes in June. Um, that really taxes the whole system in Cannes. Uh, we run out of hotel rooms. All the restaurants are booked. All the meeting places are booked. So there have there has been talk over the years that they might move it to another city. Um, it's very rooted uh, in can um, I my understanding is that they have um, a five-year contract with can uh, to keep the festival there and I think we're just in uh, the second year of that five-year contract um, so I don't think that it's going to move anytime soon uh, it it just is is so um, connected with can that it would be hard uh, although everybody the the I think that the two cities that do come up are are Barcelona and maybe Madrid as as being able to handle uh, such a large uh, convention, if you will. But uh, I don't think that that's going to happen anytime soon is Is attendance for can up uh, it has been growing steadily. I think that uh, from what i 'm understanding uh, this year that it's going to be uh, up a little bit from last year last year was uh, was a big year, so I would yeah. be surprised if they really saw a huge growth um, and uh, i I think that it's going to be probably pretty close to what it was in two
1: thousand and six. I want to talk so much more about what's actually going to happen this year at Cannes. So let's take a very quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about this year at Cannes and what we can expect. We'll be back right after this.
0: Sit tight and don't move. The Hook. We'll be back after this short break. Welcome to the 11th Annual International Web Award Competition. Walk the red carpet as the Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries for the Web Awards, recognizing the best websites in 96 different industries. Winners receive a beautiful image plaque or certificate of achievement, higher visibility for your company, valuable feedback from the expert judges, links to your site from the highly ranked Web Award site and a free press release from PR Web. So the winner goes to? Well, you'll have to see for yourself. You can't win if you don't enter. Go to www.webaward.org to enter and win. Hurry, deadline for entry is May 31st. Mr. Scott, I can't get any more information onto our website. I'm doing the best I can, Captain. There's no more room on the server. It's going to blow. Evaluation, Mr. Scott. The logical answer is Lunar Pages. Reputation, reliability, and legendary 24-7 support makes Lunar Pages the host to cling on to. Did you say cling on? I, Captain. Sign up at LunarPages.com and get $700 off coffee cup software absolutely free. If you call, they will answer. Lunar Pages it is. Beam us aboard, Mr. Scott. For Out of This World Web Hosting, Luna Rocks. Sign up for web hosting with lunarpages.com and use coupon code LUNATICS to get $20. $20 off. Flashback November 2004. A brand new radio station launched onto the World Wide Web. That station was Webmaster Radio.fm. Today, Webmaster Radio is one of the fastest growing internet media outlets in the world. In the world. Webmaster Radio boasts one of the most respected talk radio lineups in the the Internet Business World. Danny Sullivan, Chris Tall, Susan Brat, Jim Hedger, Barry Schwartz, Schwartz Jeremy Schumaker, Ryan and Jeffrey Eisen, Greg Niles, Katie Kempner. We travel coast to coast to bring you the most extensive and detailed live coverage of the most high-profile trade shows in the world: AdTech, Search Engine Strategy, RSA, Webmaster World, DMA, Ecom Expo, and we have brought you keynote speeches and interviews of some of the biggest influential names in business today. Eric Schmidt Andrew Hayward Barry Diller John Patel Keith Barraza and way too many others to mention our live programming and on-demand podcasting keeps the B2B world informed we We are are webmasterradio.fm and we're everywhere
2: want a hot pod? load it with webmasterradio.fm and play with us all day long
0: Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. <laughs> now back to The Hook.
1: The intersection of advertising and PR.
0: Only on Webmasterradio.fm. Now, here's your host.
1: Hi, welcome back. I'm Katie Kempner, and today we are talking about the Cannes International Advertising Festival. And my guest is Susan Lilly from the USA Today, official... Uh, Can festival representatives in the, in the U.S. Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> so let's see. I want to talk about this year a little bit because one of the things that's so interesting about Can is it's such a it's such an event. Half the people don't even realize. Well, hopefully they realize that they're there. But when people are talking about it, how much actually goes into Can and how much um, learning there is. I mean, there's seminars every day. There's workshops every day. Can you kind of take us through the week and talk about what's going on at this, you know, this year?
2: Sure. Uh, basically it, it really is a full, uh, a full week. It starts Sunday, June 17th and goes through to midnight on Saturday, the 23rd. And, um, in fact, we've been having discussions with the festival management in London that they've got to put the brakes on here because they have so many things, uh, programmed for every single day during festival week, uh, that, uh, it's, it's almost too much for anybody to, to figure out. They've actually put, uh, a calendar planner on their website now that people can use to to start to schedule in all of the different things that they want to go to see Uh, because we really do have uh, I counted this morning there's 45 seminars that are given across the seven days and they're put on by major major advertising companies agencies Uh, American Express is coming in and doing uh, doing a seminar Uh, Saatchi and Saatchi advertising agency has a, a blockbuster seminar that they do every year called the New Directors' Showcase. Uh, Young and Rubicon Y&R here in New York has somehow gotten Al Gore to come in and talk about uh, environmental and green marketing uh, on Friday for their seminar. Uh, USA Today's seminar, I have to put a little plug-in for ours, which is consumer-generated marketing and the whole debate that's going around uh, about these consumer-generated ads. Uh, So just on the seminar front, um, you can go every single day. uh, There's at least... Uh, I would say six different seminars every day. On top of that, which um, are only like 45-minute programs that you basically sit in the audience and listen to what these uh, speakers are talking about, they've added um, the workshop program, and there are uh, 10 workshops through the course of the week, which are going to be much more interactive, smaller um, Groups of people that you have to actually sign up and come in, and they're going to be anywhere from one to three hours of discussion uh, with 75 to 100 people in a room. And so, um, Hertz Radio, Draft FCB, Apple, Microsoft, all are putting on workshops during the during the week. And they've also the festival has added a whole new content showcase uh, with. Um, uh, with a whole dedicated area within the palais to talk about um, the the industry 's most um, significant new development, which I would say which is the innovative application of cutting edge cu- cutting edge content across all of these multiple platforms so they 're going to have speakers they 're going to have um, a couple of workshops there and they 're actually going to have uh, five or six booths that people um, will be able to show uh, that this this new kind of content that 's available either on your mobile phone or uh, the PDAs or however you could use it uh, that 's in addition to um, the The one significant thing with can that everybody should know is that it 's the only competition that literally um, will screen every single television commercial that's entered. So in the other award shows, probably you're seeing the short list, uh, and that's a, a list of probably 10% of the entries that were put in, and, and they're the ones that are being considered for awards. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Cannes, they expect to have close to 5,000 television entries, and they will screen all of these television commercials multiple times during the course of the week by category. And uh, for people in the television production business, business and people who are in the creative industry, they say this is really invaluable um, kind of uh, process to be able to sit and watch all the automotive advertising that's, that's entered, all the fast food, all the, um, the telecommunications. So there's, uh, there's literally hours and hours of programming that goes on within the festival for these full delegates, not to mention what goes on outside of the Palais.
1: I mean and and other other festivals don't really do that do I mean isn't is this unique to Cannes
2: I think it's always been um, one of the the main prerequisites of the CAN Festival Management is to make this um, not a boondoggle, not something where you come to the south of France where so many people can easily say, oh my gosh, you're going over to the south of France and how can you possibly be trying to convince us that you're doing work? Uh, if you talk to people, and Katie, you have some people coming in from your agency and we know others, they they do work. Um, it's a huge networking opportunity as well. I know a lot of chief creative officers and, and people uh, in C- Senior management with a lot of different agencies who do recruiting in CAN. They they get an opportunity to meet people. Um, there's a lot of, of cross-pollination now from from uh, people coming in from Australia or coming in from the UK or coming in from uh, from Asia and working in some of the U.S. agencies. And this is a great opportunity not to have to fly to Singapore to interview somebody. They probably are going to be sitting across from you somewhere in CAN and, and you can set up meetings. Uh, a lot of the the worldwide um, agency network set up global meetings when they're in, in CAN, and they'll have everybody come in, and rather than they'll just use it as, as one of the, the focal points of, of their meetings, uh, because everybody is in CAN already. So it's definitely a working week uh, for a lot of people. Uh, that's not to say that we don't have some good parties. Uh, <laughs> but um, but it, it's definitely, I think, um, 90% of the people that you talk to um, who uh, really become full delegates and, and take advantage of everything that's going on there will say that it's it's just unlike any other week uh, within the advertising community.
1: And it is exhausting because if you're going to do both sides of the equation, right. the party, networking, go to the. Seminars. I mean, you're going to be pretty busy.
2: Very busy. Very busy. Uh, there's no question about it. But I, I think that it's it's well worth it. Uh, and it was always set up that way. And I think that what you're seeing now with some of the other uh, award competitions, they're trying actually to emulate our our uh, model of the Cannes Festival and putting in their own. Um, panel discussions and, and uh, debates and and things like that to try to make it a little bit more meaty uh, in terms of, of programming so that people aren't just coming down for an award show and a cocktail party.
1: Well, you know, you brought up an interesting point because there are a lot of um, people that come to Cannes A lot of production companies, that's not to say all production companies, a lot of production companies do come to Cannes, a lot of other people, recruiters come. They don't have anything to do with the actual festival, but they just come down to do a lot of networking. I mean, is, is that a good or a bad thing?
2: Well, um, I know that the festival management in London. I mean, this is uh, this is a business for them. They, they it's managed out of London. I know that they discourage that um, that that it happens. Um, but I think that the other side of the coin is is that it, it just adds a little bit more to the whole uh, Can Festival atmosphere and reason for people to be there. Um, and I don't think that you're ever going to be able to stop it completely. Uh, I understand that with some of the other festivals that go on in Cannes, uh, they actually have police that go out and shut things down if they find out that uh, people aren't really registered and and part of the whole whole process. But um, the Cannes management has never wanted to do that they they feel that most people understand that there's a lot going on in the palais there's a lot of good material a lot of good um, programming goes on and, and in order to see the winners and the awards given out and, and all of what's happening this year uh, they really do have to participate and be a delegate but um, so they don't encourage this under the radar screen uh, kind of, of um, visiting but they do uh, but they do know that it happens and they're they're not taking making a hard line on it. And the production people are there for a little bit different reason. They, uh, It's hard to, um, to ignore the fact that there are senior, senior creative, uh, chief creative officers and senior management from agencies around the world in one place. And it, it's just a great networking opportunity for a lot of people. So if it works for them, uh, then they're going to try to do that.
1: Well, and you did, I mean, the parties are pretty fantastic. I mean, you can't... you, you can't deny that what are your some what are some of your favorite parties every year that different agencies have?
2: Well, I think that everybody tries to do a little bit uh something a little bit different. You can't compete um with the DDb party on Friday night, which is a huge bash um for uh fifteen hundred to two thousand of their closest friends <laughs> um, everybody tries to um i think to your point with uh with your party katie is you try to to put on a party that that fits with your culture and with your management and with what people are comfortable with. Um, and just to put in a plug for Crispin Porter, they do a lovely, a great party on Wednesday night for a smaller group of people, and, and this year we're going to try a new venue, so it's going to be fun to do that. USA Today hosts a dinner party for our 18 judges who will be coming over um, and judging and working hard on these uh, 10 different juries, and we do it at, as a dinner at a very elegant restaurant, and and um, it's kind of the who's who of the American advertising scene. And other people want it to be more of an of a open kind of setting, and they'll do kind of an open house. Uh, some people take yachts and will take people out and do these really elegant uh, cocktails out on uh, in the Mediterranean. So um, they're all fun, uh, and they're all, um, again, opportunities for people to see each other and network or meet people and um, celebrate good work uh, in Canada.
1: Yeah, we try to have a fun party for the people that we know. It gets, I mean, a DDB party is of such amazing proportion. It's just a, its a huge bash. But now, you know, that kind of brings me to something else. So if you've never been there before, and this is going to be somebody's first year, and they don't really they don't know all the ins and outs and maybe they don't have all the contacts to go to all these parties that you're talking about. Is it still worth it? I mean, it's a big investment anyway. You, Even if you're flying the can coach, I mean, it's a big investment of time and money. You think it's worth it for people to just sort of go and see what they see when they get there?
2: Yes, I think it's worth it. I just had the same, very same phone call this morning from somebody who's actually with a trade association who's coming for the first time. And, you know, should I register? Should I not register? Um, you know, am I staying at the right hotel? How do I get to do things? Uh, and my advice to everyone is is the first year you come, uh, to come for maybe not the whole week, so that cuts down on the cost a bit. Um, you know, come in for two or three days. Uh, and if you, you, if you certainly at all can register, there is a three-day package. There is a four-day package now at the beginning of the week to come in and take advantage of that so you're in the Palais and you can see some of the things that go on, but to kind of come in and Really, uh, take a look and try to assess what your goals are, what you're trying to accomplish when you come to Can, and whether this is going to work for you. This isn't your nip, your typical trade convention. Nobody walks around with their name badges and their titles and their companies in any um, you know visible fashion. We all walk around with these crazy credentials where you have your photograph that nobody looks like the same person um, hanging around your neck, and and but you it's it's a very open, um, kind of free um, networking thing. So you have to get connected in a little bit. You have to call your friends who are either in the television production industry and, and have them take you around to a couple of things, invite you to a couple of parties. You um, you you know you will be kind of on the outs uh, um, the first year. And it's just, that's the way it is. And you come in and kind of assess the situation and then decide how it's going to work for you um, the next year in your company, the next year.
1: You know, it's funny that you say that because that reminded me of something funny with my husband, Frankie, who you know. <laughs> because last year... Um, One morning, I came down to breakfast, we were staying at the Carlton, and Frankie was sitting at his own table, talking to two men who were sitting at two separate tables, just the three of them having this impromptu conversation, and it was the head of one of, like, the world's biggest advertising networks, and probably the most famous creative director in the
2: world, just the three of them. And afterwards, Frankie said to me, those were such nice guys, you know? yeah and that's the, that's the great thing about the advertising business as you and I know uh most of the people in it are really terrific and very accessible and and um you know really it's they and it can kind of is an equalizer. you never know who you're going to be sitting next to they're they come down and they're in their uh, in their shorts and their sunglasses and they're off to the palais to to watch uh you know five hundred commercials and they're just really into the business so um it is i i think that uh for people who really stay in can and can be in the in the thick of things. Um, even the first year, they'll benefit from it. But uh, it takes a little it takes a little working, uh, and it really helps to have a few people who are already there and, and can make some of the introductions and, and you know get you into a couple of the parties or a couple of the press conferences and and kind of make it a little bit easier. So um, we do try to do that when people call me and and I try to give them suggestions on what's happening and where to go and and who to connect with if they, because all of these, most of these parties you need an invitation to, so you can't just show up. Yeah, that's right. You can't You yeah, can't just uh, show
1: up, unfortunately. Let's talk about
2: the judges
1: this year, because I think, you know, we talked about this in the beginning. I mean, one of the main, main things, and I should preface this by being completely uh, transparent, which is uh, my boss, one of my bosses, Alex Buguski, is the president of the Titanium Jury this year, and Another one of my bosses, Chuck Porter, was on the Titanium jury last year. Um, but I think one of the things that makes this festival so impressive is the caliber of judges that you get. Alex and Chuck definitely included. What are some of the judges this year on the on the different um, the different what do you call categories, them the different yeah. categories?
2: Yeah, we have, um, and that's another thing that makes CAN, I think, a little bit more special. They have um, very, very high standards for who they choose as judges. Um, Everything is decided in London in the Festival Office. We make recommendations. They ask the reps to make recommendations on uh, judges from their countries, but the ultimate decision is made with the Festival Office in London, and they really um, set the standard very high uh, in terms of people with really impeccable credentials because that's That's really how this all starts to happen and and they pick the best work is because they're they're really having the best people look at the work so this year we're really thrilled to have um the chairman uh, and chief creative officer of d d b Worldwide as the film and uh press jury president, that's Bob Scarpelli, um, who's um, been uh, really in the business uh, of a great amount, amount of time and has a lot of expertise. Uh, joining him on the film jury is this terrific chief creative officer from JWT New York, Ty Montague. Um, we have uh, Bob Moore, who's the chief creative officer from Publicis, who's on the print jury with, uh, with Bob Scarpelli. So those people are, are really going to have their hands full between the film and the print, um, they're going to have probably uh, in excess of 8,000 entries to go through in five days. So you can imagine, this is not, uh, this is not a boondoggle for the judges. They go in and they, they're in dark rooms looking at commercials and looking at ads and these huge portfolios. Uh, it's a lot of hard work. Um, in the cyber jury, which is a very, um, I think the cyber entries are, are climbing back up now. We have two people from the U.S., um, Fernanda Romano, who's uh, the executive creative director out of Low, New York, and she comes in through Brazil Connections. She comes from a very esteemed background in Brazil, winning uh, a Grand Prix in, in uh, the cyber area uh, two years ago when I think she was about 26 years old. So she's wow. really terrific. Uh, Nick Law, who's uh a recently named chief creative officer over at RGA is also going to serve on uh, the cyber jury, and RGA is doing nothing but great things with all of their work. So it's going to be interesting uh, to have him on the jury. We have another jury president this year, uh, and that's the media jury, and a fellow named David Berkland, who's the CEO of Kara Americas, who's very well known within the media community, and it's really going to have—he's going to have a great impact on the media jury uh, as well. We have two director judges, um, this year. Um, we have a new category as of last year, which was sales promotion, and uh, a terrific guy named Tom Hansen out of Wonderman, Chicago will be serving on that. Alex's titanium jury is going to be terrific. They have We have actually six people from the U.S. out of the 10 jury members, so oh, wow. we have uh, a who's who of people uh, in the industry here in the U.S. who are uh, joining Alex on the titanium jury. Uh, that's jo- uh, Chuck McBride uh, with his new, agency out in San Francisco called Cutwater, Jonathan Harries out of Draft FCB, Mark Tutzel out of Leo Burnett Worldwide, Colleen DeCourcy out of JWT New York, and John Kamen uh, uh, out of At Radical Media. And This is a first for somebody out of the television production industry to be invited to judge at Cannes. We've never had anyone other than agency creative people um, on the on the juries, and so John is like uh, kind of a little blown away that he was asked to, to be on that jury, and it's going to be terrific to have him there.
1: Well, that's exciting. A former guest of mine, may I just say. John? <laughs> <No. Don? laughs> and yeah. one more thing about the judging process. At, at a lot of other festivals, and you had actually referred to this earlier, the judging is done at an earlier time, and the judges go away together for a week or a few days, or they meet, and then later on there's the festival at a different time. Can is different than that, isn't it?
2: it's very different and you can imagine um i I put on shows in the fall that I have two months, three months to work on, and put together. They basically judge on site in can these juries come together they work for four, five, six days going through all of this material and um, at the end of the day they'll uh, they 'll make their uh awards and and the list will come out and uh to the to the festival office and within twenty four hours they put on this huge gala um, award ceremony in this big auditorium for 3,000 people. And so, um, this is very unusual, uh, in terms of the, the award, uh, and the competitions. Everybody else has two or three months to put a show together, and they basically have 24 hours to put those shows together. So, uh, and there are times when the judges, the juries run late, they can't decide, they, they, uh, have big discussions about the Grand Prix winner, and, and so it goes on and on, and you've basically got people in an editing suite sitting there tapping their fingers, waiting for these uh, uh, you know the the winners to come to them so they can put it together for the show the next night
1: what country do you think last year produced them the most unexpected winners
2: well it's interesting um, I think that a lot of people are saying the same thing that Thailand is uh, and the Asia in particular but Thailand in particular is coming uh, really to the forefront very quickly in the television industry and with some of their commercials uh, their commercial work and they they did win um, several uh, um, uh, film, which is how we refer to the television business there, um, can lions and um, for the, the one thing for if you recall the Bangkok Insurance where you know their house is like hit by a cyclone and come and then it all comes back together again and it's for Bangkok Insurance and so I think Thailand would be a lot of people would say that that's really one of the up and coming countries uh, to watch for for their work in television that they're quite uh, quite breakthrough right at the moment. And I
1: have one more question just in terms of, of the winners. You know, do you think that um, people that win at Cannes, it's sort of they've won at average, other, sort of, you know, like a lot of times when a film wins at the Academy Awards, they've already won at all those other award shows, and then the pinnacle of winning is Academy Awards, but it's not necessarily such a surprise. Do you think that that's the case often in Cannes, or is it a lot more, is it, more the case that unexpected work may end up winning?
2: Well, um, the Cannes show is the last of the season. I mean, you can read through the trade press that they just had the Andes, they just had the Cleos, they've had all of the, the one show will be shortly. So, um, all, the whole award season will be completed by the time we get to Cannes. Uh, so, um, there is a lot of, of, uh, that same thing that happens, that as it stands out in some of these other competitions, it will probably come to the forefront, uh, in cannes it doesn 't the interesting thing is though it doesn 't necessarily mean that it 's going to win the top prize or even gold in cannes um, the international aspect of of these juries puts a whole different um, twist to the judging process. And if you talk to any of the judges, um, it's it's really, especially for Americans, it's an eye-opening experience to sit on these international juries and hear how people um, really look at work in these different cultures. Um, they say that it's very important to have more women on these juries because um, they add a, a, a different note or different perspective on some of these things, and, and it's uh, it's really very helpful. So um, where you might say that everything that's been winning so far um, is a sure winner in Cannes in June, it's really not, and lots mm-hmm. of times you will find something different, um, uh, that comes out in Can that they give the top awards to. Not all the time. I mean, certainly the good work uh, will rise to the top, um, and they'll uh, they'll um, recognize it in Can as well as they have been in other shows.
1: Let's take a very short break, Susan, and then I have a couple more questions about Can. We'll be okay. back right after this.
0: Sit tight and don't move. The Hook. We'll be back after this short break. Okay, how do I get my engine started? (laughs) Is your online marketing being left at the starting gate? Don't have enough information to stay ahead of your competitors? Then visit EngineReady.com and get a free trial of our affordable enterprise class web analytics. With EngineReady, you can accurately track revenues from all online marketing campaigns, search engines, banner ads, email, and more. Engine Ready strategic marketing software. See why companies of all sizes achieve exceptional online results with EngineReady, the professional standard in search marketing. Oh, maybe I should just get out and push. Generating buzz for your company is essential and now easier than ever. With Paperpost, the consumer generated advertising network, our powerful network of bloggers at Paperpost will creatively expose your product or service through original link generated ads and embedding video or audio on their sites. Launch your viral marketing campaigns with confidence and enjoy increased traffic with higher conversion rates only through Paperpost. Visit paperpost.com and join the revolution. Vive la Revolución! 3 a.m. traveling to a conference in Oklahoma City. Steve Talbot's Ford Escort radiator hose bursts near the town of Hooker. He types hooker, escort, hookup into another local search engine's one-box search. He has a great time that he can't expense. TrueLocal.com. Two boxes, one click. Great results. Open your windows for a breath of fresh air. WebmasterRadio.fm. And hey, Mac, we're here for you, too. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. bob byron here from life tips howdy names josie wales ah well you i don't know if you've seen my steps yeah they're making those these days shakes and business executives woods they say that's for special occasions he's got the panache yeah it means flamboyance i think for people losing their hair like i am it's a genetic thing with me yeah
1: you're a legend in your own mind
0: cowboy hats are part of my heritage
1: what are you talking about
0: all of my relatives on both sides of my family are from texas Well, we're not just gonna let you walk out of here okay let's get to it go ahead make my day i wanted to just ask a little bit about your strategy smith West, and me Run for the high hills. You get lost now here. Go ahead, make your day. Every Wednesday with Byron White and his trusty sidekick Melanie on live tips. Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, only on webmaster radio.fm. We're everywhere. Even the wild, wild west. <laughs> Now back to The Hook,
1: the intersection of advertising and PR,
0: only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, here's your host.
1: Hi, welcome back. I'm Katie Kemner and I am talking with Susan Lilly of USA Today and the Cannes
2: Festival. Hello, Susan. Hi, Katie. <laughs> I'm sorry, We're that's my, my favorite camera, part. You know? my Two weeks from today, I think we'll be there. We're <laughs> close to it let me ask you if people
1: if people are listening to this and they think oh my god i'm i'm losing out on an amazing networking and learning opportunity is there still time to sign up? Are there still hotels to stay
2: at? What do they, What can they do? Okay. Yes, uh, the answer is yes to both. Um, there's a wonderful website, www.canlions.com, and you can go on, uh, do an online registration, and sign up. Um, the, the hotel rooms are, are tricky because, uh, as I say, we do reach capacity there. Um, what's happening now, it's probably better actually to try to sign up up to be a delegate now than it was a month ago, uh, because people, as they get closer and closer to June, all of their plans in January and February to go to Cannes and, and be there and, and uh, do this uh, start to, to fade out when they see what their production schedule is or what the clients are calling for meetings. So there have been cancellations, and what that means is that there have been some hotel rooms that have turned, been turned back in. Uh, there's also um, uh, really great apartments close in to Cannes, uh, right in the city of can that are available that are service departments and then some people decide to put two or three people together and rent a villa so there are options it's not um it's not perfect right at the moment you can't just uh say okay i'm going to be at the carlton and uh get it done but uh i would say that there's certainly our hotel rooms going to be available and you can register and and arrive in can right up uh until the 15th of june and and walk in and and put down your credit card and, and register and be part of the group Is
1: there any one thing that you're looking forward to the most this year?
2: Well, I think that um, I think that it's really uh, exciting now with all the different things going on. I'm, I'm really I am looking forward to having the whole titanium integrated jury um, come together and agree on on what this whole area is going to be all about uh, and and really uh, recognizing some people that are doing some great work in that arena. Um, I find the competitions you know quite fascinating. I find the media competition um, to be very interesting and and really uh, exciting to people who are in that industry that very rarely get involved with competing and being recognized for, for great ideas and great work. Um, and uh, it's a fun time. There's there's no question about it. I, I look forward to that, um, but I also look forward to it- for it to be over, so that we know that we've <laughs> we've done, we've gotten through a successful week, and and everybody's happy here at USA Today, and has had some good meetings, and and um, that there's uh, been a lot accomplished. It's it's a very important week for for us, and probably for a lot of people.
1: Well, Susan, I know you're super duper busy, and I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, talk with me today, and I look forward very much to our. Uh time together in Cannes like I do every year. Great, and, I do uh, too. and I'll see you soon. for inviting
2: me and we hope to see everyone who's listening uh, in Can in the next year or two. Thank you, Susan. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And thank you for
1: listening. Please join me next Tuesday for another episode of The Hook. Have a fantastic day. Bye-bye.
2: Webmasterradio.fm presents the SES.